it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. The only reason why some of these leftist politicians are trying to ease the restrictions they once supported or convince the teachers to go back because it's unpopular. This is not a principle for them. It's unpopular. We have so much stuff to get to. Sidney Blumenthal. Sidney Blumenthal, who was so toxic. How toxic was he? He was so toxic that Barack Obama barred him from any job at the State Department when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. No way, no how. He went on to become the representative representative of investors who were looking to get UN contracts to build mobile hospitals in Libya should there be any instability to which he began to, from the side, advise Hillary Clinton while being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars by the Clinton Global Initiative and encouraged instability in the region. He's now all about January 6th. And how January 6th is going to bring down our democracy. Senator Tom Cotton asked a point-blank question to the Assistant Attorney General. Were there any plainclothes federal officers in the crowd on January 6th? No straight answer. Ted Cruz asked the same thing about Ray Epps. The fact checkers are out and about basically saying unless we can produce a handwritten letter from the dear Ray Epps, please go to Washington, D.C. and start a riot on behalf of the Federal Bureau of Investigation so we can proceed with purging Donald Trump and all of his allies from Washington, D.C. Thank you very much. F-B-I-X-O-X-O. You know, the same people that are in complete denial that something nefarious, like elements within government would orchestrate something of a quote-unquote January 6th, the same people that will tell you with a straight face that the CIA was distributing crack in predominantly black neighborhoods to eradicate black people and fund wars, proxy wars, in Central America. You know, then there's also that Airfingers, quote, organic kidnapping plot against Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer that didn't involve any FBI informants who were entrapping people. No, 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 no. Now we see another round of Dr. Fauci versus Rand Paul. You know what's funny? You have all of these anchors that are recoiling in horror. How dare Senator Paul talk to the one and only? Meanwhile, every time Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter, brings out marbles or bags of rice or whiteboards and shouts down and screams at and you know, overrides any congressional witness. They're excited. They think she's the greatest woman on earth. One six six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four, and we have another MSNBC medical contributor 
who says that COVID will be here forever. Well, Joe Biden seems to disagree, but that's a question of popularity. What does that mean? You know, the, the, the Democrats keep talking about this authoritarianism in the Republican Party. Yet, and they would actually like to convince you that it's Republicans because they're, can we just agree that, well, I think you guys know, that there's not a single ounce of honesty about the unvaccinated. First of all, the unvaccinated are no more likely to spread the infection than the vaccinated. This is not a question of public safety or workplace safety anymore. The 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 so-called vaccines are basically therapeutics. And the most that they'll do, even according to the CEO of Pfizer, is keep you out of the hospital should you get infected. That is not a safety issue as far as society and the common good goes. I think we're lying to ourselves about who's really unvaccinated. I think the Democrats and the media have created, they have an all-purpose stereotype. They have an all-purpose stereotype of the Southern or Southern Midwestern, you know, that could be like Texas and Oklahoma, Southern Midwestern, middle-aged, white male, conservative, in a camo hat with a pickup truck and an NRA sticker. They have, they have, or a MAGA hat. They, they have a, an enemy demographic to which they project all of their animosity onto. I mean, you even have some leftist writers that are now saying, well, you know, one of these indicators for potential terrorism is men who post pictures of cigars, bourbon, or steaks. What? Yeah, you better watch what food you put on Facebook because you might be a terrorist according to these people. I think we're lying to ourselves that the only people that are unvaccinated are a bunch of MAGA hat-wearing middle-aged white guys. I think we all know that vaccine skepticism and hesitancy and outright resistance can go through any group of people. And we saw for a while that the city of New York was loath to admit that it was like a third or half of black men between 18 and 35 were not vaccinated. So let's, you know, but as far as this, this goes, if the government's powers are determined by an ever-present virus, then the questions that were being asked by Gorsuch and Barrett and Thomas concerning when does this end, if these so-called experts and bureaucrats led by Fauci are starting to say, well, this is going to be here forever, then that means the government has no limits on its power because the assertion right now from the left is the government can do whatever it wants as long as there is an omnipresent uh, threat from a virus. And there's always a virus. There's always a virus. As Justice Gorsuch pointed out, which has now been the revised transcript. He didn't say hundreds of thousands of people die from the flu. He said hundreds, comma, or dramatic, more dramatic, three dots. Thousands die from the flu each year, which was confirmed by the CDC. So if, if a airborne virus that kills people is the, the key that unlocks unlimited government power, then the government will exercise 
this unlimited authority and power from now to the end of time. This will be existential. Wines at 695 Patriot 9572874. I saw Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil, who's so a defender of the democratic process to the point where she was willing to pass questions, give Hillary Clinton, her pal, her buddy, her sister in the sisterhood of the traveling pantsuit, uh, all of the questions that would be asked in the final round of the Democratic primaries in 2016 to push out Bernie Sanders, now says if we don't pass this Airfingers, quote, voting rights bill, our democracy will come to an end. Well, first of all, why are they calling this a voting rights bill? Who's getting voting rights that were previously denied? What, what extension of voting privileges are being made here that were non-existent before? What's now happening here is, and I'll read from Donna Brazil's piece in just a little bit, I got to play some of this Biden audio, is Democrats are now saying if the Senate does not sign off, if the Congress does not pass this air fingers quote voting rights bill, then this will be the end, end of our democracy. Well, our democratic process existed long before COVID. Never in the history of this country did we just mail out ballots. We had election day. And if there was good cause, like being in the military or having to be out of one's voting precinct and jurisdiction for business or whatever, if there was a reason, there was an absentee ballot that the voter had to request. We've never conducted an election where ballots just went out and we counted whatever was returned, whether they were signed, not signed, security envelopes, not security envelopes, sent to nursing homes where those that may have assisted in the ballot didn't sign as a witness or, or affirm that they were involved. Just we send ballots out and we count whatever comes back in. And we have this bizarre dynamic going on right now where the Democrats want to, con- want to consider themselves the defenders of our democracy. Yet everywhere you look, they are trying to extend the vote to people in the country illegally. Is it everyone's democracy? Is it our democracy? Are we a nation? Or is this just a, a territory with residents? There's even debate now over the New York State Constitution. Article 2 of the New York State Constitution proclaims that all citizens have a right to vote. But there is a clause in Article 10, and maybe I don't want to get too bogged down in this. Maybe if we have time later, we'll spend a little bit more time on it, go a little more uh, deep into it. That there is a In Article 10 of the New York State Constitution, there is a similar provision to the 10th Amendment that explicitly bars the state government from intervening in the afforded powers of counties, townships, villages, and cities. Specifically, for example, the state can't dictate what the salary of a police officer is. 
or what time the schools open, that sort of thing. That's left to the county and municipal level. But the key phrase in that is the afforded powers. The idea that New York could stand on its autonomy, the city of New York, and extend the vote to the person in the country illegally, the non-citizen, when Article 2 clearly states that voting is a privilege of the citizen, not the territorial resident. That is not something that the city of New York can override as far as the constitutional authority of the state of New York. So it's not a question of a Tenth Amendment-style provision where any power not delegated to the state of New York is reserved to these local governments and cannot be infringed upon by the state. Clearly, the constitution of the state where the power is mentioned or the provision is mentioned that citizens have the right to vote or the privilege to vote, that a city cannot undermine that constitutional protection of citizenship as a requirement to vote in the city and state of New York. But if we don't send ballots around the world to any would-be American, which is every human being on earth apparently, our democracy is crumbling. Here's Biden in Atlanta. By the way, I noticed the media, whenever a Republican did not want to be seen with Donald Trump, they jumped up and down, they threw themselves on the floor, they foamed at the mouth. Stacey Abrams did not want to be seen with Joe Biden, and they have very little to say about it. Play cut one. How do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you Wait want to be the Bull side Connor of Abraham George Lincoln Wallace or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide, to defend our elections, to defend our democracy. To defend our elections from whom? From what? Saying that voters ought to be properly registered, present ID when they present themselves. I want somebody to explain to me in rational terms how a voter ID law somehow affects people of color, air fingers quote, differently than white people. And how are those people affected when they enter a court or try to board a plane or stay in a hotel or take out a book from the library, buy an alcoholic beverage? If the presentation of ID is in of itself racist, then we have a list of things, ordinary day-to-day life things that would also be considered racist. Now, some are going to say, well, this is about the right to vote. First of all, you don't have the right to vote. It's a privilege. Second, how is it that you could say if there is a right to vote, you therefore do not need to show ID to engage in that practice, yet the Second Amendment clearly grants the citizen the right to keep and bear arms, yet to buy a gun, you must present ID. You can't have it both ways. Now, I went a little long. I have more audio, but just for fun, 
just for fun, it's kind of funny when the really smart people over at CNN catch up to what we've been saying now for, I think, over a year, maybe 18 months. Here's Jake Tapper. He just figured out that Delaware and New Jersey do not have extended early voting periods that compare to Georgia. Play cut nine. Going over a lot of these election laws, I, go, I, I went in preparing for today and I saw, you know what? New Jersey doesn't allow ballot harvesting and that's a democratic state. Delaware doesn't allow uh, the kind of uh, early voting that a lot of other states do. Um, how come, but then the journalist in me as well as the cynic says, well, how come Democrats only complain about the voting, strict voting regulations in, in red states, in Texas and Georgia, and not in Democratic states like New York? You heard Olivier Darcy yesterday. We played the clip saying if people don't watch CNN, they won't be informed. Jake Tapper just finally recognized what we said over a year ago. We were pointing out during the special election, during the, the Senate runoff in the special election, that Georgia has an extended early voting period that is non-existent when compared to, I mean, excuse me, Delaware's is non-existent when compared to Georgia. Same thing for ballot harvesting and third-party drop boxes. There's no such thing as this in New Jersey. Jake Tapper just figured that out. Well, I guess if you're not watching Jake Tapper, you're not informed, even though we were talking about this over a year ago. You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.